Thank you for tuning in to the Diamonds Are Forever Prophetic Podcast. I am your host, Prophetess Jasmine A. Simons. I'm also the CEO, founder, and visionary of Awakened by the King, Inc., as well as the Diamonds One-on-One Coaching Services. And I'm so excited to have you here on our podcast today. We are going to learn, we are going to grow, we are going to heal, and we are going to become who we were called to be as we step into identity and begin to rule and reign in every area of our lives. Remember, sis, as iron sharpens iron, only a diamond can sharpen a diamond. Welcome to episode two of the Diamonds Are Forever Prophetic Podcast. Today's episode is called Got Daddy Issues. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the effect of absentee fathers or the effect of absentee emotional fathers and how that impacted us. The Lord told me as he began to deal with this in my life, that there's healing in the revealing. So today we're going to be bringing light to the dark places in our hearts, better known as our daddy issues and our father wounds. By doing this, the goal is to heal and be made whole at our core. See, sis, God has so much in store for us. A lot of times we allow what hurt us to make us bitter instead of making us better. But God is coming to snatch out those bitter roots that have built up in our hearts today. Beauty for ashes is what I hear in my spirit. Band-Aids. Band-Aids are temporary. Okay, At a set time, that Band-Aid is supposed to be removed so that it can air out and heal. And this is the day that our wounds are going to be aired out by the Lord so that our hearts can be healed. So today's guest is none other than myself, Prophetess Jasmine A. Simons. And today I'm going to walk you through my struggles with daddy issues. Yes, sis, I got issues too. Okay, and by the grace and mercy of the Lord, he is continuing to heal them even as we speak. So my hope and my prayer today is that, you know, you would be healed of your daddy issues, too. Let's go. So what I've done today, sis, is break my testimony down into the three key phases of my life that I feel Help me to develop daddy issues, father wounds, whatever it is that you want to call them. The first phase I've named Superman lives, is honored and exalted because that's how I looked at my father. Um, From about the time that I was born to about the age 10, I looked at him as if he could do no wrong. My father lived on the other side of the country. And, you know, to me, he was like Superman. Whenever I needed anything, he was only a phone call away. He was like Johnny on the spot, you know, and as I was growing and as I was developing and as I was starting to become a little rebellious because of the things that I'd gone through, my mother was the one who had to issue discipline. So I remember I would go into like a dream world and imagine him, you know, coming to pick me up and take me out of my misery and taking me to some big rich house and just living a good life. You know, like I thought he was rich. 
Okay, I thought he was rich. We didn't want for anything. Whatever we wanted, we had it. Even things that I didn't even know I wanted, I had. You know, imagine a little girl, gold chains on her neck, you know, from Panama with my name on it, gold rings. Um, When CD players was just coming out, portable CD players, I had that. We had the Playstations, the, the Nintendos, the Super Nintendos. We had all of that, you know, we had all of that. And my father didn't hesitate to provide those things. So, you know, to me, he was like Santa Claus and Superman wrapped up in one. I didn't know anything else. I didn't know anything else. You know, occasionally when my mother would get mad, she would say things here and there, but I didn't see that. And so that's not what I chose to believe, you know? And so I honored my dad. I exalted my dad. Um, He kind of became an idol. But let me tell you something. Every idol, okay, will fall because there's only one God. And it doesn't matter what age you're at. God wants to be God in your life at all times. And eventually my idol fell. And that leads us into phase two which I've titled Absentee to Emotionally Unavailable to Me. So in this phase of my life, um, my father just got ghost. Like, I don't even know what other way to say it. I just got to keep it real. He was there one day and then he wasn't. We talked to him on the phone one day and then we didn't. And I should say I didn't. Because this happened after my brother went to live with him where he lived. I didn't go. You know, I felt it was my duty to stay back and protect my mother. And so I begged and pleaded not to go because she was in a abusive situation in our home with her living boyfriend. And, you know, I felt like if I stayed there, I could protect her. Like I always had these protector instincts in me, even as a child. Um, I didn't know that my being in that environment would also change me. However, you know, my father became absentee. No call, no show. One day I spoke with him on the phone all the time. And then one day I didn't. And I grew up in a house where we didn't question adults. So I never thought to ask my mother where he was. I never thought to ask my mother what happened. And because I didn't ask, um, I lived in a fantasy world. Maybe this happened. Maybe that happened. You know, and I began to lie. I began to lie because I felt so ashamed. You know, like I felt rejected. I felt neglected. I felt abandoned. But I wasn't going to let nobody else know that. So when my friends began to ask me where my dad was, I would say, oh, he locked up. You know, he locked up. Oh, he got like 10 years. He got a fair case. And I know this sounds crazy, y'all, but I kid you not. Everybody thought that my father was incarcerated until he came home. Yes, you heard me right. Um, He came home, you know, when um, my father and my mother reconnected, they rekindled a flame that had been out for many years. And he relocated to where we were 
for us to become a family again. And um, although we were in the same home, my father was emotionally unavailable to me. We didn't talk about where he was. We didn't talk about what happened. We didn't talk about his life. We didn't talk about my life. We didn't talk about where I was, what I was doing, what I was into, what I liked, what I didn't like. You know, he was just there. He went to work. He paid the bills. He chilled in the living room. He took us places, you know, if we needed to go to a friend's house or if we needed some money. But the point that I'm trying to make with this is that he went from absentee to emotionally unavailable to me, even when he was there. And I know this wasn't his intention. That's just the way that things developed. And now this last phase, phase three, I call gone with the wind to right on time. Because even though my father came back, it was so short lived that it seemed like it was over just as soon as it began. You know, him and my mother, they just weren't getting along. Um, A lot of years had gone by and things had changed and they had grown. And I just believe they were in two completely different places and maybe two people unwilling to compromise. I'm not sure. Um, This is something that I've never spoken about with both of them at a dinner table. And I'm not sure that I ever will. So, you know, um, all I know is as it pertained to the children, um, dad was just gone again. And you can't even begin to imagine the wounds that that opened up. It seemed like it was just yesterday when he checked out on me the first time for whatever reasons. Maybe it was his fault. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. And to be honest, it really doesn't even matter today. But at that time, I felt completely rejected again. I felt neglected again. I felt unworthy. You know, why has this happened to me on multiple occasions? You know, and I didn't know how to cope. You have to understand, I'm the same little girl that was molested several times and didn't dare open my mouth to say a thing to anybody because I was in fear of how I would be looked at. I was in fear of if it would be my fault, considered my fault. I was in fear of people finding out that I really was unworthy of their love, that I really was, you know, not who they thought I was. You know, I I just lived in so much constant fear that I shrank from the world. And after my dad left again, I cope with drugs, I cope with alcohol, I cope with sex, I cope with men, and I coped with money. Honey, let me tell you something. Whatever could make me feel good, I was with it. And um, I'll be talking about that on episode three, Lost and Turned Out. Shameless plug. Make sure you tune in because it gets real. But to the right on time portion of this phase. Um, God is so good because he allowed my dad to re-enter my life at a time when I needed him the most. I was strung out on drugs. I was living in the projects. I, you know, pretty much 
was down to nothing. Like I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't taking care of my children. Um, I had tried to take my life on several occasions. And I remember the very last time that I tried to take my life, I called my father to let him know that I loved him. And he was at my house within like 15 or 20 minutes, y'all, literally. And he didn't leave my side until I went to rehab, until I graduated out of rehab, until I went to um, a, you know, a long-term care facility to learn how to really live a sober life. Um, And to be honest, he hasn't left my side yet. And God is so good because I'm not perfect. This hasn't been an easy ride. You know, I've had ups, I've had downs, I've had wins, I've had losses, I've had setbacks. You know, I've even had relapses since then. But God, God wouldn't let me stay there. And God really began to work on my heart and show me what hurt work was and that is necessary in order for me to continue to flourish, in order for me to continue to grow, in order for me to continue to receive, accept, hold on to and value the healing that comes from setting everything out on the table and allowing God to sort it out, not me. To God be the glory for my relationship with my father now. That's my prayer for you as well. So pretty much what I've learned over these last few years that I really surrendered my heart to the Lord and just let him do a new thing in my heart is that healing requires heart work. Okay. Heart work is when you just let go. You come to a point where you just sick and tired of being sick and tired and you know that you cannot change your mind or shift your mind without the power of God at work in your life. So you just let it go. You're intentional. Hard work is being intentional about letting habits, mindsets, attitudes, pains, and wounds go. Putting them at the feet of the Lord and letting him take over. It's about allowing yourself to Begin to trust again, to begin to hope again, to begin to believe again. And let me tell you something, trusting what we can't see is hard, but it's the beginning of our faith and it's the beginning of us getting to know God. And at any point in your life, there will come a time when you have to begin to trust. And so as you do the hard work, you'll realize that it's hard work. It is not easy. It's not easy to trust the Lord. It's not easy to trust yourself as the Lord leads you. It's not easy to trust people that have hurt you, whether it was done intentionally or unintentionally. And the enemy will play off of that because he knows that. So what you give to the Lord, you'll find yourself taken back over and over and over, feeling entitled like, oh, well, he did this to me. I got every right to feel like this. Or she did that to me. I got every right to feel like that. But the thing about it is the enemy is so crafty. We got to be three steps ahead of him. Okay. Knowing that the feelings will come back. I want to encourage you to keep your house clean. The Bible says when an unclean spirit leaves, it always comes back. Okay. And he come back with his boys. Like he want to really know for sure, for sure, if your house is clean. <laughs> 
And so how do we keep our house clean? We keep our house clean by doing our chores, okay? Your chores are spending time with God, making room for him in your heart, okay? Spending time with him on a regular basis and pouring out what's in your heart, whether that be a good thing or whether it be bad things, but you got to pour it out. We got to get vulnerable, you know, which is something a lot of us are not comfortable doing because we've been vulnerable and we've been hurt. You know, we've been vulnerable and we've been uh, challenged. We've been vulnerable and we've been abused, but we have to get vulnerable before the Lord. We have to get vulnerable before him and we have to give to him what we're not meant to carry. We have to give to him what we're not meant to carry. And then we got to leave it there. We have to fact check every thought that will come against the word of God, you know, because you're going to have thoughts that feel so real, but your feelings are fleeting. So we can't go by what we feel. We have to go by what does the word of God say about this situation? What does the word of God say about this truth? What does the word of God say about what seems to be my reality right now? Does it line up with what God told me my reality is or what he showed me? You got to fact check that thing. And if it doesn't line up, you got to bind it up and you got to kick that thought out your mind. You have to take authority. The Bible says that the power of life and death is in our tongue. So what words are you speaking? Are they words that will bring life to your heart or words that will bring death? Are they words that will bring healing or words that will bring sickness? The choice is yours, sis. It's yours. Also, don't forget, we also have to pray for our daddies too. Okay. We got to pray for our biological fathers. We got to pray for our spiritual fathers. We got to pray for those fathers that stepped in when our fathers weren't there. We have to pray for our covering because your father is your covering, whether you like it or not, whether he was there or not. Some fathers cover well and some don't, but he's your covering. So you want to pray for God to fix any holes or fix any faults or or or, or fix any uh, uh, leaks, you know, um, in that covering. Hallelujah. We want to pray for their heart. We want to pray for their perspective. We want to pray for their healing. What's on the head trickles down to the body. And typically, you know, um, hurting people hurt people. And that's something that the Lord showed me too. Um, in time, my prayer is that you will see your perspective shift, sis, just like I saw mine. You know, it was a lot of things that I didn't want to forgive. There was a lot of things that I didn't want to forget. But the Lord moved on my heart in such a way that I couldn't do anything but have compassion. Okay, he replaced my anger with compassion. He replaced my attitude with gratitude. He replaced just the feelings of insecurity with a security in who he is. And when I say he, I'm talking about the Lord, because see, if your relationship isn't stable in him, then how can you learn how to love Anybody else? See, 
in time, as you continue to do this, you'll realize that what once kept you bound, it doesn't have the power to hold you down anymore. It doesn't have the power to hold you hostage anymore. The chains have to break. The chains have to break because nothing can contend with the word of God and win. It's never happened and it never will. Okay. So sis, this is just one issue that we're tackling today in our hearts. Okay. It's time to lay these daddy issues down. It's time to get healed from these father wombs and bloom, bud and blossom. The time is now. God is calling us higher. Okay. It's time for us to ascend. Hallelujah. Come on, sis. Let's pray. Father God, we give you praise. Hallelujah. You deserve the highest praise for there is no one like you. We thank you, O Lord, that you fight our battles. Hallelujah. The battle of the mind, the battle of the heart, the battle of our emotions, the battle of our will is not ours, but yours. So we hand it over to you this day, O great God. We thank you, O Lord, that you vindicate us. Hallelujah. You vindicate us with, a, with your blood. You vindicate us with your sacrifice. You vindicate us with your love. You vindicate us with the word of God that is spoken over for our lives that we shall live and not die to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The word of the Lord that was spoken over our lives that you know the plans that you have for us. Plans to prosper us and not harm us. Plans to give us a hope and a future. We thank you Lord God for the word that was spoken over our lives that beloved, I, w I pray that you prosper and be in good health. Hallelujah. Prosper in all things that your soul prospers and be in good health. Lord God, and we thank you that your word is not a lie. You are not a man that you shall lie, nor the son of man that you shall repent. So we give you praise. Hallelujah. For the word that was sent to vindicate us in this hour. We thank you, O Lord, for the battle that belongs to you. Lord God, we have victory in the name of Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we call out our victory now. Hallelujah. Because every knee must bow. We declare and decree victory over fear. We declare and decree victory over shame. We declare and decree victory over guilt. We declare and decree victory over depression. We declare and decree victory over oppression. And we thank you, O precious Father, for giving us the victory in our minds. We thank you for giving us the victory in our hearts. We thank you for giving us the victory in our emotions. We thank you for giving us the victory in our thoughts. We thank you that victory is in our mental health now in the name of Jesus. No more double-mindedness. No more lack of thought. No more lack of creativity. No more going back and forth about who we are. Father God, you said it once because you only needed to say it once. Hallelujah. And your word will accomplish what you called it to do. And we declare and decree that we are chosen. We declare and decree that we are a royal priesthood. We declare and decree that we are a holy nation in the name of Jesus, the most high God. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you praise. And Lord God, as we draw near to you on today, Lord God, we pray, Father God, that you will just draw near unto us. We thank you that your word says that you draw near to those with a broken heart and a crushed spirit. And Lord, we're asking you today to heal our broken hearts. We're asking you today to heal our brokenness. We're asking you today to build a throne upon every area that we're broken, Lord God, and reign. Hallelujah. Give life to the crushed parts of us, oh God.
Give life to our crushed spirit. Give life to our crushed self-esteem. Give life to our crushed self-image. Give life to our crushed self-identity. Give life to our crushed heart, mind, body, soul, spirit, and faith. Lord God, we need you to blow a fresh wind in our direction now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are blowing on us now. Hallelujah. We call it forth a fresh wind to blow from the north, the east, the south, and the west. Lord, give us the grace to believe and receive our healing now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that your grace is sufficient. We thank you, Lord God, that your glory is resting over us. We thank you, Lord God, that that you have given us the grace in this hour to have great faith. And we are believing for total healing, wholeness, and restoration in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Transform our minds so we can transform our lives. Hallelujah. Transform our lives so that we can transform in you, Lord God. Transfigure us, oh God. We want a transfiguration like Moses had on the mountain. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we give you praise because you are no respecter of persons. And if you did it for him, you can do it for us. Hallelujah, Lord God. We have hearts of gratitude this day. No matter what we didn't have in our youth, no matter what we don't have now, no matter who loved us and who didn't, no matter who showed it the right way and who didn't, Father God, we give you praise because your love loved us back to life. Your love continues to love us into places, hallelujah, into situations, hallelujah, into opportunities, hallelujah, that we never knew would have been available to us. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, that our ladder shall be greater. We declare and decree it by faith. Father God, give us the grace to believe that no tear will be wasted. We declare and decree that nothing shall be wasted. Hallelujah. Not one thing that we went through, Father God. Not one experience that we have, Father God. Let it all testify about your glory. Let it all testify to your majesty. Let it all testify to your perfect plan for us, Lord God, because you take what the enemy meant for evil in our lives and you turn it around for our goods. So we give you glory for the good things. We give you glory for the bad things. We give you glory for the terrible things and we give you glory for the beautiful things. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are turning our ashes into beauty now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because the truth is we are still standing. The truth is we are still praying. The truth is we are still holding on. Even if it's just by a thread, Lord God, we declare and decree that death can't stop us. Hallelujah. We declare and decree that the enemy can't block us. We declare and decree, Lord God, that it is by your grace, Lord God, that it's gone before us to make the way in the name of Jesus. Rejection couldn't change the fact that we are accepted in you. Hallelujah. We thank you that we are accepted in the beloved. And to be loved by you, O precious Father, is a love unlike no other. Lord, we worship you with all of our hearts, mind, body, soul, and spirit, all that we are. And we give you praise. And we thank you that this prayer is answered as we pray according to thy will for us on today. In the mighty, marvelous, and matchless name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. So says, like I mentioned earlier, as iron sharpens iron, only a diamond can sharpen a diamond. And that's why I created some freebies for you to get you sharp. In the description box, you'll notice a link. That link gives you a download to the prayer prayed on this episode. I want you to continue to pray that prayer and thank God for your healing. Okay, God is doing a great work in this hour and he didn't lead you to this episode by coincidence. He is looking to heal every area where you've been broken. 
Also, I created a Wake Up My Prayer Life ebook, which is available on our website at www.awakenedbythekinginc.com. Enter your email address and you'll receive your immediate download. Also, on that website, we have a Wake Up My Sisters prayer closet available to you. It is completely free. So if you or anyone that you know is in need of clothing, shoes, women's items, okay, they are available on the website. Shipping is free as well. And lastly, God led me to write the testimony of my life in a book that I've written called To God Be the Glory for My Story. I talk about my struggles with addiction. I talk about my struggles with abuse. And I talk about my struggles in life, period. And I know that that book will bless you intensely and immensely. So that book is available as an ebook on Amazon.com. Go pick up your copy and pick up a copy for someone else that you know is struggling as well. Okay. I love you all so much, immensely and intensely. That concludes today's episode, Diamonds. We pray that you were blessed, healed, and refreshed. Until we meet again, go in peace. And we'll see you next Saturday for the next episode.